Hi, this is Diane Gardner, author of Stop Overpaying Your Taxes, 11 Ways Entrepreneurs Overpay and How to Stop It Now, and you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Act Local, Act local Marketing for Small business. business, episode 141. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business. This is episode 141, and I'm the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. Each week here at Act Local Marketing, I share strategy, and you know what I call it, today's takeaway, because I give you one action item that you could walk away with actually today, right now, and start to implement it, and it's going to help you grow your business. And then I also always invite some sort of guest expert that has knowledge about uh, various aspects of business growth. And occasionally, we tackle the subject of finance. We've done it a couple of times uh, in, the last, in the last couple of weeks. I guess I'm on a finance kick. But um, today's guest has been on my Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, but this is her first time on Act Local. She's really the expert when it comes to understanding how emotions that you learned, learned, learned in, in early childhood affect your earning capacity as an adult. So you don't want to miss this. It's, it's going to be a fascinating interview, I, I guarantee you. Now, you remember the video, or uh, I saw it as a video, I guess some people call it a movie, uh, and the book, The Secret. It came out around 2007, I think. It sounds familiar, The Secret. The Secret's about the concept that, let's see, what you think about eventually comes to happen. Maybe, maybe that's a good way of putting it. The things you dwell on in your thoughts find their way into your life. And that includes both good things and bad things. And it applies to your personal life and your business life, every aspect of your life. That's the concept anyway. And there are many experts who can coherently make the argument that it's true. What you dwell on in your thoughts becomes your reality. So what does that mean for your business? And here's today's takeaway. This, this is the promised action item that I want you to have. Uh, that's going to help you grow your business. So here it is. There's a book by Napoleon Hill. In fact, I, I guess it's probably mentioned in The Secret, which is why it came to my mind. It's titled Think and Grow Rich. He wrote it in 1937. So Napoleon Hill interviewed the leading business moguls of his day, including Andrew Carnegie, for example. It was during those, you know, the industrialists, the people who built the United States, uh, infrastructure very much as we know it today, right? And Andrew Carnegie personally encouraged Napoleon Hill to find a way to scientifically quantify what we think of as success. So Hill came up with 16 laws of success for people to apply, and then he condensed them down into 13 principles in his book, Think and Grow Rich. So I encourage you to download a copy of the book. It's part of the um, oh, public domain. It's one of those books that, I mean, I guess you can buy it on Amazon, but you don't necessarily have to buy it. It's, it's public domain material. You can probably download it for free somewhere. And I encourage you to do that and read it for yourself. It goes a long way toward helping you understand how your, your thoughts will lay the groundwork for the actions that you take and that those actions can then lead to success or, of course, failure. It's your choice. 
what you decide to put into your future. And while I'm at it, today's takeaway should absolutely include another book that I found personally helpful in starting my business when I was sort of working out, you know, what the hell am I doing with my life and how, how am I going to make money at what I'm doing in my life? And that was Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. Often when you start a business, you're unprepared for the personal impacts that the process of building a business uh, take and impose on you. So the success principles can help you with that. Short and sweet today because I want to leave plenty of time for my guest. Feel free to drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com and uh, I can help you find those books. I can help point you to any other uh, types of resources that you think you need as you're putting your business together. But that is today's takeaway. Please reach out and connect with me. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, on Google+. You can always find me using my name, Kaylin Amadio. You can always look me up as the Boomer Gal, and that will lead you to Kaylin Amadio. I blame my parents and my husband. I have a difficult-to-spell first name and last name. What can I tell you? All you got to do is remember the Boomer Gal. So please tell your social media followers about Act Local Marketing. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review on iTunes. I really appreciate those reviews. Now it's time for a short break. And when we get back, my guest today, Joan Sotkin, is here. And she is ready to step to the front of the room. So stay tuned. Axe Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Hey, Ag Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And I want to introduce you to today's guest. I realize that Joan has been a guest on my other podcast, the Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, but I think this is her first time here at Act Local Marketing. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Joan Sotkin is really the expert when it comes to understanding how emotions that were learned in your early childhood can affect your earning capacity as an adult. Intriguing, right? For over 25 years, she's helped entrepreneurs and practitioners experience freedom from struggle personally, professionally, and financially. Thousands have benefited from Joan's groundbreaking book. So listen to this, Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money, and of course her ongoing support programs. 
Joan is a dynamic, inspiring speaker and coach who brings a depth of knowledge plus a huge dose of empathy and compassion to her work. So, Joan, welcome to Act Local Marketing. It's a pleasure to be here, Kaylin. It's good to have you over uh, on the business podcast. Over on uh, Boomer's Ultimate Guide, we talk about all kinds of issues as they relate to boomers. But, of course, here on Act Local Marketing, we tend to talk about business. And, of course, money and our relationship with our money absolutely is affecting our business. So I'm looking forward to sort of exploring this with you. Why don't you uh, give people a little bit of your stories, your I always call it the entrepreneurial journey when we're over here on Act Local Marketing. Tell them a little bit about how you came to be doing what it is you're doing. Well, and it's a pretty long story because I had started <laughs> a long time ago. But I, I, I think it's important to realize that I was born in 1940, which was a long time ago. Women weren't, weren't expected to go into business in any way, shape, or form. It was, you know, get married, have babies, and right. be a housewife which never really appealed to me. And I came from a family where we didn't, we didn't talk emotions or, or how we felt. We talked money. And there was lots of money talk in the house. My father was a compulsive debtor. Uh, my mother was the co-compulsive debtor. And it was just a lot of money stuff that wasn't very healthy. But we, we didn't know how to talk about money. But both of my uh, grandparents and my father were entrepreneurs. My grandfather had a, a silk mill in Patterson, New Jersey, which my father wound up taking up, taking over. He had been trained as a lawyer, but went into the business with my grandfather. My father wound up going bankrupt. And so I didn't really have a healthy base. Mm -hmm. Although at some point, when I was a, a a sophomore in high school, my father said to me, I'm going to give you $1,000 for the year. Don't bother me again. Wow. Uh, and so I actually learned how to manage my cash flow at that point. But, and by the end of the year, I had $300 left over, but uh, people started borrowing that from me and they wouldn't pay it back. So I never learned that it was a good idea to save. Mm. And fast forward, you know, far in, into the eighties when I had a big business called uh, Jones Crystals. I had a line of stones in 600 stores and I was mailing out 50,000 catalogs at a time, making a lot of money. In today's money, $50,000 a month and I wound up going bankrupt. Oh, wow. And and I was going, I started going to Debtors Anonymous and, you know, I just saw that the problem was that I didn't know how to manage cash flow, that I was doing what I loved to do, which was playing with the crystals and minerals but I really didn't know enough about managing money. And the advice I was getting was really awful. I, I would go to the bank and say, I, I think I've reached my level of incompetence. And they thought it was cute that this woman was making so much money selling crystals. Mm. And so I found it hard to find advice. Nowadays, it's a lot easier because we've got the internet and coaches and all this other stuff, which we didn't have in the 1980s. Right. And so when I found the internet, when I got onto the internet in 1995, this is my 20th year online, I just knew that this was the future and I did everything I could to learn how to sell online because I had been in the mail order business with the crystals. Mm -hmm. I understood direct selling right, uh, and how to write direct response copy and it was just the mail order business online. Yes. And so I had that base, which a lot of people don't have when they start an online business. Right. Oh, that's that's very interesting. So people, you can understand why I have Joan here. <laughs> she has she has seen business from a lot of different angles. I know a lot of you sometimes struggle to enter the digital age, you know, the 21st century. But Joan's comment about um, the mail order business and then bringing that business online, it was really just the same thing using a different tool. And that's really how you have to think about digital marketing in general, just as an aside. It's just another tool to do the same things that you've always done that have made your business successful. But that's probably another conversation for another day. We really want to talk about um, finance and money. So here's a question I know a lot of people ask. I know I have asked this question in the past. Because we see successful people in the media, right? And sometimes people say they're lucky or they were born with a silver spoon. 
right? That that's always a common one when when like people say that about Donald Trump. You know, he's in the news all the time now because he's running for president. But I can't tell you how many people have said to me, "Yeah, yeah," but his father gave him the company. His father was wealthy, and I don't I don't know exactly where the truth lies, but a lot of individuals who are not necessarily as su- successful as they would like to be in terms of their finances and their business, look at people who are and find some reason to discount it. Why do you think some people have a lot of success in working with their money and having their money make them more money and other people always seem to be stuck wherever they are? Okay, well, first of all, we have to look at the question from from my point of view of whether just having money is what you're looking for. Mm. Because one of the things I've learned, and I know a lot of people with a lot of money, having money does not fix anything. That if you have a big empty hole inside of you because you feel alone and there's a lot of anger in there, whatever it is, the money is not going to make that go away. Mm. And people look at someone like Donald Trump and they say, wow, I wish I had that, but would you want to be Donald Trump? (laughs) That goes with having whatever he has. And I remember when he got his first divorce, he almost lost his entire kingdom Mm -hmm. because he was using, as people often do, his business to act out his feelings of loss. So to me, it's a big problem when people compare themselves to other people because they're only seeing the external. They're not seeing the internal. I have quite a few uh, clients who, uh, some who have made a lot of money and are now just looking for what they're supposed to do in life. Others who have made uh, or consistently make over $200,000 a year and and they're, they don't handle their money well and they're very uncomfortable in their lives. So I think you have to ask, what, what, what am I giving, what power am I giving to that money mm-hmm. in terms of my life? My goal was to learn how to find peace of mind no matter how much money I had. When I was wandering around without anything, I didn't own anything, I, I was learning how to just be present and be okay with whatever was going on. So your question, why do some people make it and some people don't, everybody I have ever met has money issues. Some people act out their childhood emotions by making as much as they can and just hoarding their money and, and constantly pushing forward and pushing forward. To me, yeah, they got a lot of money, but are they living a healthy life? Mm. Other people because of their childhood experiences, feel very inadequate and they act out their inadequacy through not having much. So those feelings of inadequacy can be acted out on either end of the spectrum, either by having to have a lot and all the external accoutrements to say, look how successful I am, or to say, look how poor I am. And and that has nothing to do with money. It's all about how you feel about yourself and your relationship with the world around you. Fascinating. I'm just sitting here thinking about all of it. And it's true. You never know what's actually going on in someone else's life or in their, you know, in their head. You can never, ever know. So while you might be looking at someone like a Donald Trump as being successful, he tells us all the time how much money, you know, he has now that he's running and he's being transparent about some of that stuff, or we assume he's being transparent and he keeps telling us he's successful and that he's rich and that he has a lot of money. And I guess he he equates being rich or having a lot of money as success, right? right. But that's not necessarily the definition of success. That's everyone. why each person has to define their own sense of prosperity, what it means to be successful. If I had a lot of money and I didn't have the level of peace of mind that I have, I wouldn't feel rich at all. I mean, I I make a very good living at this point. I have just stepped into a project that I know is going to, to build and become very big. 
Uh, I need before I allowed it to get big. I had to really be okay with how I'm managing my money and how I'm being with myself because I saw what happened before when I made a lot of money. I made fifty thousand dollars a month in today's money and went bankrupt. Right, because I was still bankrupt inside. Right, right. Now, let me ask you a question, because I, I, I spoke about this uh, in my today's takeaway. I brought up the subject of the secret, and I know you're familiar with the, the video and, and the book, you know, the book and the movie, The Secret, where the concept was, you know, basically your thoughts sort of create your reality, right? So if you can change your thoughts, you can change reality, and that that's true not just for your personal life, but it's true for money and your finances, do you agree with that basic concept? No. Um, I think there's a lot more to it. It's like when people talk about the law of attraction. Yeah. And, and both the secret and law of attraction have elements of truth. But it really, from my point of view, boils down to what emotions are creating your life stories. Mm -hmm. You have thoughts, beliefs, and emotions. And the emotions are what inform your decisions. The emotions are the bridge between your internal and external world. And if you have unexpressed emotions, because you never learned to express them, they are going to express themselves through your life stories. And the older you get, if you haven't dealt with those things, the more apt they are to show up either through financial discomfort, physical discomfort, because emotions are very much behind most disease processes. So if you don't learn how to get in touch with those emotions, which are really the notes you sing, uh, each person has their own combination of emotions that helps to define them. And if you're trying to develop self-awareness and you don't develop emotional awareness, you're, you're missing the point. So yes, if you change your thoughts, but in order to change your thoughts, you also have to change your emotions because if you're telling yourself on a daily basis that you should be doing more, that you don't do enough, that you're, you're ugly, you're this, you're that, that those thoughts create emotions. So if you just stop the thoughts and you do affirmations, oh, I'm beautiful just the way I am and everything I need comes to me and, and you start just jamming the circuits with those affirmations, if you haven't dealt with the emotions, you're not going to get to the core of what's causing your current financial position. Interesting. So you mentioned that everyone you've ever met, whether whether they have money or they don't have money, have uh, issues, emotional but, issues with money. They have money issues, yes, right. absolutely. So why, why do you think money is such an emotional thing for most people? Because it's the energy we use to interact with the world. Mm. So what we feel about money is never about money. It's always about relationship because money is a symbol of relationship. It's energy passing between two people or entities. And how you deal with money is how you deal with your relationship with yourself and others. Okay. So, All so right. it's interesting. So, yeah. How, so how do I figure out what emotions... I'm attaching to me or to others by how I use my money. Okay, good question. First of all, you find out what you're feeling and you don't have to have an emotional vocabulary to do this, what you're feeling when you're dealing with money or you're thinking about money or you're obsessing about money or you're fearful about money. Remember, it's never about money. So what you get in touch with is, let's say you're, you open up an invoice and it's, I had this happen to me the other day where I opened up an invoice and it was for much more than I expected. 
Mm-hmm. And because I'm where I am, it was like, okay, let me figure out why. But the normal reaction would be, oh, <laughs> you know, right. what is this? And it's a feeling of contraction. Once you realize that your emotions don't happen in your head, they happen as a kinesthetic experience in your body. And as you begin to pay attention to what's going on inside your body-mind, you're going to see that some experiences cause a contraction and some cause an expansion. And it's the contraction is where you're uncomfortable. Right. And once you notice it, it immediately is different from what it was before. Does that make sense? It does. Is this something that it would be helpful to, you know, keep some sort of notes about, you know? Sure. It doesn't have to be a journal necessarily, but every time it happens, you jot down, this is the thing that triggered it, and this is what I felt about it. Okay, but before you do that, I want you to stay with it. Okay. Because most people... Force yourself to feel it, you're saying, you know. Yes, because most people go, you know, as soon as you put it back in your head and you start writing, you're not feeling the feeling, Mm. okay? Mm -hmm. You actually have to train yourself to feel the feeling. So here's how it goes. You open up this invoice or, or someone forgets to pay you or whatever it is, and you notice this contraction, and you stay with it, and you say to yourself... When did I feel this before? Because that's not the first time you felt that. That The first time you felt it was when you were a tiny little baby. And you want to remember those feelings where you didn't get the love you needed. You didn't get the, the attention that you needed. Someone was picking on you when you were a kid. And you're going to begin to recognize the feelings as something that came from before. So now you're detaching the emotion from the money. Do you see that? Right. Okay. And then, okay, so what my my system is recognize, release, and replace. So you're now doing the recognize. Well, how do you release the feeling? First of all, you take a deep diaphragmatic breath and you just... Relax your system. Another thing you do is when you're feeling it, supposing you feel that feeling in your gut or, or in your throat. A lot of people feel it in their throat. And, and you put your hand over where you're feeling it and you make the sound of the feeling. Mm. Emotions by their nature need to be expressed. So you put your hand over your throat and you make the sound of the feeling. No words. In the beginning, it's going to come out like a little peep. Ooh, you know. <laughs> and as you get going, I used to do this into a towel. I used to call it my yelling towel. Yeah. And you make the sound of the feeling to the point where you're going, Ugh. and at some point you, you might verbalize and say, I feel so angry or stop picking on me or whatever wants to come out. Because when you were a little kid, they didn't let you tell them how you felt. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're kind of winding back the clock and releasing all this stuff that's stuck inside of you that you're now acting out through your money. Okay, so that's the release. I also use EFT and Be Set Free Fast and Harmony Integration. There are a whole bunch of techniques that I use for release. Right. Uh, then the replace is okay what would I rather be feeling in this circumstance? So it's like when that invoice came the other day, which was $150 more than I expected, I just looked at it and and said, okay, this doesn't seem right to me. Let me figure out what happened. So uh, I chose to be just rational about what this was. Or when you get a bill, what do you want to feel instead? Well, I'd rather be grateful that I was able to take advantage of this service. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? In yeah. other words, you, you, you recognize that it has nothing to do with money and you say, what would I rather feel? One of the common things people feel on a regular basis is disappointment. And what they'd 
rather feel is satisfaction. So do you know how to feel satisfied? Do you know what enough feels like? Hmm. Do you know what joy feels like? So you may actually have to teach yourself those emotions. Right. Oh, wow. This, this is bringing up so many questions. I think I could, I could ask you questions about this all day. Listen, can you hold on for a quick break? Because I want to get to some of the practical okay. um, you know, nuts and bolts aspect of the finances, not just you know, the emotional aspect of it. I think we laid a good case here for why, how, how you feel about money, as, as well as a lot of things, has a great impact on you know your business and your ability to do what you, whatever it is you think is successful within, and, within and it's business. never but, about money right it's how but you it's, feel about yourself yeah yeah that's a whole nother kettle of fish right there but can you hold on through a quick break sure okay you're listening to act local marketing for small business with my guest today joan sotkin and we will be back right after this break i feel so close to you right now Axe Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Once there was a smart baby boomer that loved her business. She knew that to grow it, she would need marketing. So she went for a search on the internet and came across all sorts of social media. She went on all the sites and opened accounts, but after starting profiles on all of them, she began to feel overwhelmed. To do all the marketing experts told her to do was just too big a task. She needed a change. Because she was a smart entrepreneur, she chose two of the popular social media sites to market her business. But after months and months, it didn't seem to make any difference. And she saw other savvy business owners using different sites here and blogging over there. When suddenly, she noticed more clever baby boomers going to iKalen.com and leaving so happy, she just had to see for herself. iKalen.com helped her make a marketing plan to grow her business that wasn't too big and wasn't too little. It was just right. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Hey now, it's Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local, marketing for small business. And I have with me today Joan Sotkin. She is the expert on understanding how your emotions are impacting your ability to earn, your capacity to earn uh, financially as an adult. And we've just gone through, uh, I asked her a whole list, laundry list of questions uh, about, um, you know, you might have heard of The Secret, you might have heard me talk about it earlier in the in the broadcast or that whole Oh, if I, you know, if I think it, it will happen. That that sort of woo-woo, you know, kind of thoughts about uh, anything, not just your money, and but also maybe a little bit more of the the practical things, like what might have happened in your childhood, what kind of stories were told in your family about money, because you have, as Joan's been telling us, an emotional relationship with money, and that emotional relationship is either enhancing your ability to earn or impeding your ability to earn. It could be working either way, but the sooner you, you figure out that relationship, uh, the better you will be able to change it if that's, if that's what you want to do. Is that a fair thing to say, Joan? Yes. Okay. So 
I don't want to leave people with just what I call the the woo-woo stuff, you know, because some people go, yeah, yeah, emotions, okay, money, uh, you know. They don't want to deal with their emotions, right? So let's school people on some of the basic facts, right? It's not, uh, I'm well aware, it's not just, you know, thinking about your finances or understanding your emotions and finances. That's not enough. You actually need some skills, correct? Well, it amazes me how many business owners don't keep track of their money properly. And that's probably an emotional thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So just as you said, people don't want to deal with their emotions. They don't want to deal with their money because you're going to feel stuff when you're dealing with your money. Yeah. And the fact is, if you're in business, one of the reasons you're in business is to make money. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand the world of finance, if you don't take care of your money, it's not going to make you uh, a success financially. The secret is that money goes to people who love and take care of it, just like people. Mm. Oh, she's counting me. That's what pe- the money wants is to be counted. <laughs> and when you count the money and they go, oh, she's counting me, I think I'll tell my friends. Mm. So what you want to do is give money love. Very often people say, well, I don't like money. Well, then why would it want to come to you? Yeah. Learn to respect money. And how do you do that? By counting it. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. There's a show on CNBC with Marcus Lemonis who owns Camping World. And he says that time and time again. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And it's not rocket science. People say, well, I'm not good with numbers. You don't have to be good with numbers. You have to be good with data entry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's basically putting, and now you can pretty much download most of the information from your bank, although I prefer hand entering it because if you just download it, that you're not really paying attention to the numbers. Right. And I think it's important, no matter what the size of your business, to not only enter your data into some kind of software, but to run reports. How much am I earning this month? How does that compare to the previous month? To be aware of the flow of money through your life. Because you cannot plan strategically. You cannot strategize your business unless you know about the flow of money through your business. Now, a lot of people don't want to deal with their money because they think they're not making enough, Mm -hmm. which is a judgment. It's not a fact. Money is just about numbers. And if you're saying it's not enough, by what standard? If you look at your bank account and it says $1,000, is that enough or or too much? Or or What what does that mean? And what I had to learn was that when I had $1,000 in my bank account, it didn't necessarily mean that I had $1,000 because I may have to pay out that by a certain date before the next $1,000 comes in. Mm Mm-hmm. So in order to be successful in business and to not wind up in bankruptcy, you have to know what, where you are today and what your cash flow looks like. It's not rocket science. There are so many tools for doing this. So, so where tra- can people find some of these tools or, or, or sort of learn some of these basic financial skills? Where, where can they go to start? Okay, so the, the basic software for your desktop or your, uh, most of it's on the iPad now too, the tablet stuff, is QuickBooks, Quicken, Sage, I, I, uh, iBank for the Mac, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Mint.com is online. Okay. I think and, people will have heard of at least one of those. Right. And QuickBooks takes a little bit more of a learning curve, but you're if you're serious about business, you want something like QuickBooks because mm-hmm. the reports you get from it are fabulous. I can I can look at my profit and loss for the last twelve months and see how I did, and I can do it for the last couple of years and see which months are usually the the best months and which month it usually goes down so I can plan in advance for the movement of the money through my business. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I, once I'm in touch with my numbers, when the, when the numbers starts, start going down a little bit, I can say to myself, well, what am I going to do to counteract the fact that I need more? Do you see right, that? Right. In other words, when, the, the, when you're keeping track of your money, it's just a signal of what's going on. It's not right or wrong or good or bad. It, it doesn't reflect on who you are. They're just numbers. Right. And once you embrace the fact that these numbers give you information that can lead to your success, then you can treat them differently. And also you can use the numbers to notice how emotional you are and what you're feeling in the moment. When you look at that bank balance and you go, oh, look how little is in there today. That has nothing to do with the numbers. That has to do with you. Mm -hmm. and, and why are you feeling inadequate today? Deal with that and stop, stop focusing on the numbers for, for that. And you'll find every person I have ever taken through the process, and I do this with my clients, of setting up some kind of accounting system, they always say to me, I feel so empowered mm -hmm. because I now know where I am. Right. I don't have to guess. Most financial fear is based on financial vagueness. Yeah. Well, that's that makes sense. You know, if you don't really know what's going on, it's easy to be fearful. Right. And, oh, my God, I think I might bounce a check today. People say to me, well, I check my bank balance online every day. You're just checking to see if anything bounced. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's, well, that's not managing your money. Let's say someone is, is starting to get a handle on this, and they're, they're looking, right, at their numbers, and they're starting to understand them, but they're in debt, right? They're and, finding there's not enough money coming in compared to how much money is going out. How, how can they turn that around? How can they get out of debt and into wealth building? Well, first of all, you have to keep track of the numbers to know what you can afford to pay towards the debt every month. And you're going to have to pay something. Mm -hmm. and, and what's causing the debt, I imagine. And too. if you're not making enough money, then you have to figure out how to bring in more money. Right. Just worrying about it is not going to do it. And... Are you spending too much? And a lot of people don't know how to make financial decisions. Well, I need this for my business. I can't tell you how many times I did that where I could justify spending it because I needed it for the business. Right. But I'm hurting myself. And uh, I had a business loss in a number of uh, years ago, and it took me quite a while to pay back that $50,000 that I lost. And... Uh, but I, but I was so in touch with my numbers. I knew each month how much I should put towards each one, and and I use a cash flow spreadsheet that I created, which anyone can use if you go to prosperityplace.com/spreadsheet, and it teaches you how to make your financial decisions. Right. Okay. You know, there are a lot of people. You know, since two thousand and eight, and what they've dubbed as the Great Recession. You know, started. Uh, in some industries or some areas of the country, it appears that things are getting better. You know, there are some uh, slow increase of jobs, although some news agencies tell us that uh, a lot of people have just decided not to try and work anymore. So I'm not sure where the truth lies and all that. But if someone is really concerned about the financial, you know, status of the United States as we've been going through this. Uh, up and down since 2008, but yet, you know, a lot of people who are re <clears throat> retiring out of the corporate world want to begin a business. What advice would you give them about, you know, our current financial conditions versus the fact that they would really like to be more in charge of their finances by having their own business? Okay, well, first of all, job life is changing. We're, we're moving from a job economy to a freelance economy. Mm -hmm. Jobs no longer have the security that they used to have. There are some good jobs. But if, if you've been functioning at a fifty to $70,000 a year level, those jobs have not necessarily sustained their uh, income potential. Mm -hmm. 
I personally, I, I couldn't imagine having a job. I never have, and I can't imagine having a job. Right. So a lot of people don't understand what it means to be in business for yourself. The hardest part about being in business for yourself is the yourself part. Mm -hmm. So don't try to do it alone. Don't try to do it if you've had a series of business losses or financial losses and you haven't dealt with the emotions yet. Make sure that you're learning the business skills. I'm working with a company now where they've got the greatest product in the world. I am so excited about the product, but they these are two scientists who put together a terrific product. And they, they said the other day, Joan, we realize we absolutely have to get sales and marketing help. Mm -hmm. And not only did they need sales and marketing help, the whole basis of their business, their whole business model had to be reorganized because they really didn't understand business. Right. So, uh, and there's, and, and this one, the, the person who's really the head of this tends to think he knows everything <laughs> and, and it's gotten him in trouble before and it's getting him in trouble now. And, uh, you have to be willing to collaborate. You have to be willing to use the current, uh, protocols like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. If you just say, well, I hate social media, um, well, then you've got a problem. And there are people who can help you and do some of it for you. But you have to pay attention to the marketplace. Yeah. You have to embrace the marketplace. And you absolutely, in this day and age, have to learn how to network. Not where you go to a, a, an event and you hand someone a, 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 a business card and say, this is what I do, hire me. That's not networking. Networking is building relationships. And that is at the core of all business in the 21st century is relationships. And if you have a problem with relationships, then you're going to have a problem with your business. And, and I, I would argue that relationships, it's not just 21st century, it's in all time. Relationships are, are the foundation. Absolutely. I mean, it, this is not a new thing. No, but it's it's even more important now. We used to be able to do it alone. We can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And actually, one of the basic emotional needs that people have is to feel connected and touched. And one of the ways we touch each other is by handing each other money. Yeah, <laughs> it's right, like, let me right. touch you, right? Yeah. But it's that it, the, what's <clears throat> missing for many business owners is that feeling of being connected. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel connected, you're not going to have a successful business. Yeah, yeah. Very good advice. Joan, this has been fascinating for me today. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're quite welcome. And I'm sure for those of you out there listening here at Act Local Marketing for Small Business, it has been equally fascinating. Just, you know, the fact that you, you have to figure out what is success. People, you know, people use that word as if it, there's some universal definition to it. And there's really no definition to it. You get to apply the meaning to whatever success is in your business. But until you figure that out, and the emotions behind it and how you're relating everything that's going on in your business to those emotions and then how that's impacting the financial aspects of your business, it, you're not going to be able to get wherever it is you think you want to go. You, you have to do the work to figure all that out. If, you, if you're one of those lucky few where, where uh, making money just sort of fell in your lap, you're in the right place at the right time or whatever it was, and you find yourself with a, a thriving business for a certain period of time, but you still haven't done any of these this foundational work, you know, to understand your numbers. You know, you can't change what you're not tracking. So if you're not sure where the money's coming from or what worked and what didn't, you're, you're still flying by the seat of your pants. And I know people who have done that for years and, and continued to make money but we're still just flying by the seat of their pants. They, they didn't really know why they were making money or how they were making money. It was just happening. And, you know, more power to you. But eventually, 
you have to figure all this stuff out. Um, uh, I know a, a business coach who always said starting your own business is like the most intense form of personal therapy you will ever go through because being a business owner is so tied to who you think you are as a person and all the emotions associated with that. So uh, this conversation has been really interesting to me, Joan. Well, thank you. And uh, I, I feel like the Pied Piper you know, with this information because I see so many business coaches and all this business information, but it's not about the business. It's about you. Yeah. And, and I don't think we come to the planet to make a lot of money. <laughs> I think we come here to learn and grow. And having a business is a beautiful way to do that if you're willing to spend a little time every day looking inside. Yeah, to do to do the the work, not the work, you know, at the business and the everyday tasks, but just the work on a much grander scale about why you're in business. Not and who who you are right, and, right. and your relationship with the world around you. Yeah, exactly. Money and and everything else included. Uh, Joan, tell people again where they can find you. Prosperityplace.com. Uh, you can find my podcast, The Prosperity Show, there. And on Prosperity Place, you can download free audios and ebooks. And I, my, I know that I'm teaching something that's a little out there. And, and so I do whatever I can to help people tune into what I'm saying and to adopt some of these principles into their lives. Right. So check out Joan at, you can find her at prosperityplace.com. I assume there's a link to your podcast too, so people can find your. It's right there on the homepage. Okay. So people can find the podcast too. And uh, for those of you who have spent, uh, spent this hour with us, I greatly appreciate it. You know, you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business, where every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, I bring you a new wonderful guest like Joan Sotkin of Prosperity Place. Because together, we're invested in helping you move your prosperity, whatever that looks like to you, at least one step forward. Uh, So that's why we share all this great information with you. And until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.